It's April 8th, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. So thankful you guys are joining in with me for yet another day. Uh, We are reading through the one-year Bible together in the New Living Translation, and we're going to pick it up today where we left off yesterday. Deuteronomy chapter 32, starting in verse 28, and we'll read through verse 52. It says, But Israel is a senseless nation. The people are foolish, without understanding. Oh, that they were wise and could understand this. Oh, that they might know their fate. How could one person chase a thousand of them, and two people put ten thousand to fight, unless their rock had sold them, unless the Lord had given them up? But the rock of our enemies is not like our rock, as even they recognize. Their vine grows from the vine of Sodom, from the vineyards of Gomorrah. Their grapes are poison, and their clusters are bitter. Their wine is the venom of serpents, the deadly poison of cobras. The Lord says, Am I not storing up these things, sealing them away in my treasury? I will take revenge. I will pay them back in due time. Their feet will slip. Their day of disaster will arrive, and their destiny will overtake them. Indeed, the Lord will give justice to his people, and he will change his mind about his servants. When he sees their strength is gone, and no one is left, slave or free, then he will ask, Where are their gods at the rocks they fled to for refuge? Where now are those gods who ate the fat of their sacrifices and drank the wine of their offerings? Let those gods arise and help you. Let them provide you with shelter. Look now, I myself am he. There is no other god but me. I am the one who kills and gives life. I am the one who wounds and heals. No one can be rescued from my powerful hand. Now I raise my hand to heaven and declare, as surely as I live when I sharpen my flashing sword and begin to carry out justice, I will take revenge on my enemies and repay those who reject me. I will make my arrows drunk with blood, and my sword will devour flesh, the blood of the slaughtered and the captives and the heads of the enemy leaders. Rejoice with him, you heavens, and let all of God's angels worship him. Rejoice with his people, you Gentiles, and let all the angels be strengthened in him. For he will avenge the blood of his children. He will take their revenge against his enemies. He will repay those who hate him and cleanse his people's land. So Moses came with Joshua, son of Nun, and recited all the words of this song to the people. When Moses had finished reciting all these words to the people of Israel, he added, Take to heart all the words of warning I have given you today. Pass them on as a command to your children, so they will obey every word of instruction. These instructions are not empty words. They are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land, and you will occupy occupy when you cross the Jordan River. Excuse me. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan River. Verse 48. That same day, the Lord said to Moses, Go to Moab, to the mountains east of the river, and climb Mount Nebo, which is across from Jericho. Look out across the land of Canaan, the land I am giving to the people of Israel as their own special possession. Then you will die there on the mountain. You will join your ancestors, just as Aaron, your brother, died on Mount Hor and joined his ancestors. For both of you betrayed me with the Israelites at the waters of Merhabab at Kadesh, in the wilderness of Zin. You failed to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel there. So, you will see the land from a distance, but you may not enter the land I am giving to the people of Israel. Well, that concludes our Old Testament reading. It's mercifully short. Um, I almost wonder if that's an oversight in the one-year plan. That is just so so short compared to our other readings in Deuteronomy. But that is it. Moving on to Luke chapter 12, verse 35, and we'll read through verse 59. 
This is Jesus speaking. And it says, Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning, as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded. I tell you the truth. He himself will seat them, put on an apron, serve them as they sit and eat. He may come in the middle of the night or just before dawn, but whenever he comes, he will reward the servants who are ready. And so um, let me pause here, add a little bit of interjection. Yeah, if you'll remember back when we were reading in Leviticus in the one-year plan, uh, there was a point in which God commanded the high priest, the one who was in the presence of God, to make sure the lamp was always burning. Why? Because it needed to be uh, illuminated in the room so that the people, as they're eating with God and they're, they're, they're with God, they can commune with God in a place that is not dark. Well, uh, Jesus is saying here, just like the high priest was always supposed to keep the lamp burning, keep the presence alive, we as people should be doing the same. What keeps it alive? It's our faith in Jesus. So we must continuously be stoking our faith, and we want to be ready uh, for whatever God might call us to, and ultimately for the day in which God arrives back. Uh, and, and Jesus arrives back, and we, we, want to, we want to be people who are ready. And that's what this parable is all about. Be ready for the Lord's coming. Verse 39. Understand this. If a homeowner knew exactly when a burglar was coming, he would not permit his house to be broken into. You also must be ready all the time, for the Son of Man will come when least expected. Peter asked, Lord, is that an illustration just for us or for everyone? And the Lord replied, A faithful, sensible servant is one to whom the master can give the responsibility of managing his other household servants and feeding them. If the master returns and finds that the servant has done a good job, there will be a reward. I tell you the truth. The master will put that servant in charge of all he owns. But what if the servant thinks my master won't be back for a while and he begins beating the other servants, partying and getting drunk? The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant in pieces and banish him with the unfaithful. Man, that's a little bit intense there in verse 46. Jesus cut him in pieces. My goodness. Verse 47. Uh, and a servant who knows what the master wants but isn't prepared and doesn't carry out those instructions will be severely punished. But someone who does not know and then does something wrong will be punished only lightly. When someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. Verse 49. I have come to set the world on fire, and I wish it were already burning. I have a terrible baptism suffering ahead of me, and I am under a heavy burden until it is accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No. I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Verse 53. Father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, and mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Which, pause there, that is true, especially in the first century, uh, right when this religion uh, that we would know as Christianity was taking off. It, it was really looked at as a cult. And you can imagine, as these good Jewish boys and Jewish girls would say, no, I think I'm going to follow Jesus. Their parents would say, no, you're, you're going to follow the one that is trying to, to uproot our religion. Uh, it, it would be a, an amazing uh, battle between the two. And, and by the way, there's still a battle. Now, no, no parent really cares if you say, I'm a Christian. But they do begin to care when your lifestyle changes. When you say, you know what, I can't, I can't have a relationship the way you want me to have a relationship, Mom. Or I can't spend my money the way you think I should spend my money, Dad. Why? Well, because I believe in Jesus now. And you have to make the decision. Am I going to let my dad down? Am I going to let my mom down and do the right thing? Or am I going to... Ignore the commands of Jesus and choose my parents over Jesus. And the same works out in all of our family. Jesus came not to just make us all sing kumbaya, 
uh, although there is an aspect of that, especially in the church family, uh, there is also an aspect in which he divides people, puts people on different sides. Uh, there are these hot button issues, and you have to decide, am I going to stand up for what Jesus says, or am I going to bow down to people? Verse 54. And sometimes those people are people we love and are very close to. Verse 54. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see clouds beginning to form in the west, you say, Here comes a shower, and you are right. When the south wind blows, you say, Today will be a scorcher, and it is. You fools, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. Why can't you decide for yourself what is right? When you are on the way to the court with your accuser, try to settle the matter before you get there. Otherwise, your accuser may drag you down before the judge who will hand you over to an officer and who will throw you into prison. And if that happens, you won't be free until you have paid the very last penny. That concludes our New Testament reading for the day. Moving on to Proverb of the Day, Proverb 12, verse 24. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. Really straightforward. And uh, maybe I just need to read it again for somebody out there. Work hard and become a leader. Be lazy and become a slave. And the psalm that we'll be praying through today is still Psalm 78. We've been in it a bit now. We're going to be in verses 56 through 64. It says, But they kept testing and rebelling against God Most High. They did not obey His laws. They turned back and were as faithless as their parents. They were as undependable as a crooked bow. <laughs> That's as undependable as a crooked bow. I do not want to be like that. I don't know if you do. Verse 58. They angered God by building shrines to other gods, and they made him jealous with their idols. When God heard them, he was very angry, and he completely rejected Israel. Then he abandoned his dwelling at Shiloh, the tabernacle, where he lived among the people. He allowed the ark of his might to be captured. He surrendered his glory into enemy hands. He gave his people over to be butchered by the sword, because he was so angry with his own people, his special possession. Their young men were killed by fire, their young women died before singing their wedding songs. Their priests were slaughtered and their widows could not mourn their deaths. Uh, Lord God, we um, we know that when you get angry, it's not because you're jealous or petty, um, as some would like to paint it out to be, but you, you get angry at sin and our rebellion because our rebellion hurts ourselves and it hurts those around us. And, and you love us too much to, to allow us to hurt your creation like that. Lord, help us to be people who see our sin, repent, turn from that sin, and, uh, Lord, thank you that your son Jesus has come to take away the guilt and the shame for that sin. I don't have to carry guilt uh, because he came and he, he paid the penalty for that guilt. He, he drained it to the dregs. Your, your wrath has been completely satisfied in what Jesus has done for those of us who trust in him and what he's done on the cross, Lord. Living the perfect righteous life we could not live and dying the death we deserve to die so that we might share in his blessings. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for this reading. Amen. Well, a very short reading today. Uh, but that is the reading for April 8th. So we will see you back here hopefully tomorrow for April 9th. Lord willing, you have been listening to the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast.